Jonah reluctantly travels to Nineveh and warns the citizens of God's judgment. When they heed his warning and repent, God spares them. A reading from the book of Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah sent out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 62, found in your service leaflet. Would you please stand and sing? convinced that the end of the age is close at hand and urges disciples to remain free from worldly concerns, followers of Christ should concentrate on doing God's work. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. 
I mean, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. And from now on, let those who have wives be as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Christ according to Mark. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. I'm feeling a little bit like Jonah this morning, so you're going to hear about Jonah. Um, You know the story of Jonah. Um, Probably in your memory, you, you can pull it up. God comes to Jonah and says to him, I want you to go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach there. Now, Nineveh was the capital of Assyria, and Assyria was the empire that had overthrown the kingdom of Israel, the northern kingdom. Um, This book is being written after that fact, but Nineveh was the arch enemy of Israel. And so God comes to Jonah and says, go preach in Nineveh. And Jonah says, not happening. And he runs down to the seashore and gets aboard a boat that's headed to Tarshish, the opposite direction. Um, They get out into the sea and a storm comes upon the boat and all of the sailors begin to throw the tackle and the cargo overboard and they come down to Jonah who's sleeping in the bottom of the boat and say, why are you sleeping? Get up, pray to your God um, that this storm would pass. And he says, I think it's probably my fault. I'm running from my God. So they say, okay, we're going to do everything we can. They um, throw out anchors and try and slow the boat down. Nothing's working. So they throw him overboard, and the storm immediately calms. They say, yep, that was what it was. And they offer a sacrifice right there on the boat to God. You know how the story goes. A great fish comes and swallows up Jonah. He's in the belly of the fish for three days. He prays, okay, God, whatever you say. The fish spits him up on the shore, and there he is sitting on the shore covered with fish spit, and God comes to him again and says, go to Nineveh. Fine, I'll go. So he goes to Nineveh. It's a three days journey across. Um, He enters one day and preaches a not very enthusiastic sermon probably the shortest sermon on record. Forty days more and Nineveh will be overthrown. And then sits back to see what happens. The people are converted. They put on sackcloth and ashes. And then he begins to pout. He says, see, 
I told you this would happen. You would repent and not do the damage you said you would do. And so he goes out to the east of the city and sits on a hill to watch to see what will happen, pouting all the while. And God says to him, do you do do good to be angry? And he says, yes, angry enough to die. And as he's sitting there in the hot sun, a cucumber plant or something like it grows up and offers him shade. And he's pretty pleased about that. The next day, a worm attacks the plant and it dies, and he pouts some more. And God says to him, do you do well to be angry about the plant? And he says, yes, angry enough to die. And God says, you didn't work for this plant, you didn't cultivate it, it came up, it offered you shade, and then in a day it was gone, and you are concerned about the plant. Should I not be concerned about Nineveh? that great city with 120,000 persons and also many cows. That's how the book ends. So you know there's a sense of humor in the author. I'm feeling like Jonah. When I was invited to go on this trip to Louis, I told the bishop I could think of a thousand reasons not to go, not one of them not selfish. And I kind of dragged my feet didn't really want to go, and finally agreed, okay, I will go. Got there, um, had sort of a moment of panic, um, got over that, and began to enjoy myself. Came back, and um, I'm now sort of pouting, saying to God, see, I told you this would happen, now I care. Um, On Monday, we got news Um, through the Episcopal News Service that the Lord's Resistance Army, which is a rebel army in Uganda, the guy who runs the Lord's Resistance Army, Joseph Kony, is crazy. He thinks he's the incarnation of the Holy Spirit. He wants to overthrow the government of of, of Uganda and establish a government based on the Ten Commandments. Now, there are about 600 soldiers in the Lord's Resistance Army But the way they keep going, they kidnap 10-year-old boys to be their soldiers. They kidnap 10-year-old girls to be the camp prostitutes. How this lines up with the Ten Commandments, I have yet to figure out. But that's what he says he wants to do. When we flew into Sudan, we landed in northern Uganda at a little airstrip in the town of Arua to refuel. We got off the plane. The pilot said to the people who run the airport, why is there all this fuel here? And they told her, well, the Ugandan Air Force is running bombing raids over in the Democratic Republic of Congo against the Lord's Resistance Army, and they've just flown out. She said, great, we're going to refuel and get out of here quick. We don't want to be there when the bombers come back. Um, We heard on Christmas Day, heard rumors, um, that the Lord's Resistance Army had attacked people in northern Uganda in church, Um, We heard numbers like 450 people, but we had no way of confirming it. When we got back, we checked it out, and it was a bunch of churches, smaller numbers than we thought, but spread out all over the place so that it adds up to about 300 people. What he would do is he would light the roof of the church on fire, and then his soldiers would stand outside with machetes. Now, the reason they do this is to terrorize villages to leave, so that they can take the grain that the villagers have put in their stores for the dry season, and then they burn the grain in the field so that the villagers won't come back. 
Monday, we got news that the Lord's Resistance Army has moved north into Sudan, into the Diocese of Mundri, which is the next diocese over from Louis. Um, so there I was feeling like Jonah, damn it, God, now I care. Um, I've stood in these places. I was in the cathedral at Mundri. Um, we got news later in the week that the displaced persons um, from the village of Ladingwa, which is about 10 kilometers from Lozo, have come across the Ye River into Lozo. What that means is that in the village of Ladingwa, all of the food that they had stored is now gone, and all of the food that they had in the field is now burned, and these displaced persons are in Lozo. Um, and those people in Lozo will feed them and house them. Um, everyone in Louis so far is okay. Um, we hope that it stays that way. Um, so I got really angry, and I don't usually do this kind of thing, um, but I sent off an email to John Danforth and said, okay, John, who do I write to about Sudan? And he said, well, you write to Susan Rice, um, the U.S.'s ambassador to the U.N., and to Hillary Clinton and anyone else you can think of. So I did. I have also um, written a sample letter, and it's out here in the narthex, with the addresses of Susan Rice, Hillary Clinton, and our two senators. And I encourage you to take a copy of that letter and to send them an email or send them a letter. Um, it's not much, um, but there's not much that we can do. I wanted to get on an airplane and go back there. What good would that do? Um, what am I? Um, but we need to certainly have the people of Lozo in our prayers, our sister parish right now. Um, we need to pray that they have enough food to feed the displaced persons, and we need to pray that the LRA doesn't come across the Ye River um, and that the, the Sudanese army will be able to prevent that. Um, Episcopal Relief and Development will soon be doing something. I've emailed them, and they emailed back and said we are working on what our response will be. Probably by next week there will be a, an opportunity to send money that will go to help pay for food um, for these displaced persons. In the meantime, I encourage you to, um, to take one of these letters and write. Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh, did not want to care about Nineveh, and his heart was changed. Um, sitting there on the hill to the east of the city waiting for God to destroy the city, it didn't happen, and God said, you see, I should care even about your enemies, and so should you. Uh, my heart was changed. These people are now real to me, um, as are people sort of all over the world in a way that wasn't true before. I can no longer just take the remote and flip past the uncomfortable news on TV. My heart has been changed you all are going to pay the price. Um, take a letter, write it, be like Jonah, and have your heart changed.